In difficult days and facing dire circumstances, it is always good to remind ourselves that God is greater than all. Scott Pauley is examining the miracles of Jesus recorded for us in God's Word. Our hope is that the message in these miracles will become real in your life. Christ is enough. Let's open our Bibles and join the study now. We began our study of the miracles of Jesus with the first miracle of Christ at the marriage in Cana of Galilee. That record, of course, was in John chapter number 2. Today, I want to take you to a most unlikely second miracle. I mean by that, a miracle that typically we don't think of. It is the miracle that no one saw, and yet it was just as real and more long-lasting. When you come to the end of John chapter 2 and verse number 23, you read this. Now, when he was in Jerusalem at the Passover in the feast day, many believed in his name when they saw the miracles which he did. Do you remember I said to you that not all the miracles are recorded? So we have some of them recorded, thank God, uh, but not all of them. He did many miracles. Notice the plural use here. And when the people saw the miracles, they were attracted to that. They were intrigued by it, and many believed on him. It's much easier to believe when you can see, right? So uh, they, they believed because they saw. God said, blessed are those that do not see and yet believe. Uh, that would be us. The Bible goes on to say in John 2 and verse number 24, but Jesus did not commit himself unto them because he knew all men and needed not that any should testify of man, for he knew what was in man. In other words, our Lord knew that some of these people who had believed on him and became his followers did so out of convenience or out of interest or simply because they saw the miracles. But that was as far as it went. It was a, it was a surface belief. It was a surface commitment. And Jesus didn't commit himself to them because he knew they had not really committed themselves to him. I think there's a whole lot of people like that in this world who love Christ's convenience and comfort and love all of the blessings, but if those are stripped away or they could not see those, they would not continue following after Christ. And then immediately we come to John 3, verse 1. There was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. The same came to Jesus by night and said unto him, Rabbi, we know that thou art a teacher come from God. Now listen to this. For no man can do these miracles that thou doest except God be with him. What was it that first attracted Nicodemus to Christ? He recognized him as, as a teacher from God because he saw the miracles. Remember, the Jews require a sign. So you have Jesus performing many miracles. You have a number of people believing on him because of the miracles. You have one of those men named Nicodemus attracted to him and interested in talking to him because of the miracles. And when he gets there, here's what Jesus says. John 3, verse 3 Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And then he goes on in John chapter 3 to explain all about the new birth, the spiritual birth. I want to say to you today that one of the greatest miracles Jesus ever performed and one of the early miracles recorded for us is the miracle of the new birth. It's a miracle every time a child is born if you've ever held a newborn baby in your hands, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It's miraculous, but it is equally miraculous when dead people come alive, when lost people are found, 
when sinners get saved, when when we experience the new birth, friends, that is the miraculous work of God. And I would submit to you that as surely as there was a miracle in John 2 of the water being turned to wine, there was a miracle in John 3 of a sinner being turned into a saint. In John chapter 3, Nicodemus comes to an understanding, and I believe an experience of the new birth. In fact, if you keep studying through the gospel records, Nicodemus comes up a couple more times. He comes up about midway through the gospel accounts uh, when he is in exchange, a conversation with other religious leaders about who Christ is. Uh, He's not out and out at that point. He doesn't seem very bold, perhaps a little tentative, timid, but something has changed in his thinking. Something has changed in his heart. And by the time you get to the end of the gospel records, who is it that comes with Joseph of Arimathea and begs the body of Jesus from the cross and takes care of the the burial of Christ and comes out for the Lord? Uh, we, We know, of course, that Joseph of Arimathea was there, but study it for yourself. Nicodemus shows up. These disciples who had been secret disciples to that point, suddenly come out for the Lord. I believe it's evidence of the fact that something had changed on the inside of them. And what was it? It was the miracle that no one saw. It was the miracle of the new birth. You see, the greatest miracles are not with tangible things, temporal things, earthly, material, physical things. Those come and go. The great miracles are the ones that are spiritual in nature because they're also eternal in nature. They go on and on and on. Listen to Jesus describe this miracle that nobody sees, but it's real. The Bible says in verse number 5, Jesus said to him, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the Spirit is spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. Do you see how he makes a distinction between flesh and spirit? Flesh, you can explain that. People say, oh, man did that. That's not miraculous. But spirit, no, that's all God. And they're two different realms. Salvation, the new birth, regeneration, coming into the family of God, that's spiritual. That's not outside in. That's inside out, and only God can do that. And then he says in verse 8, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. What's he saying? He's giving an illustration of the miraculous nature of salvation. You can't explain the wind. Uh, You can study it. Meteorologists can describe it in certain weather patterns, but you can't explain why wind comes from a certain direction, goes to another. You can't explain why one instant it's there and the next moment it's gone. He said, that's the work of the Holy Spirit. You can't explain it. You can't see it. Uh, you can't wrap your mind around all of it. You just know that it is. You, you feel the wind. You see the effects of the wind. This is the work of the Holy Spirit in the life of an unbeliever to bring him into the family of God. It's the miracle nobody sees. So the next time somebody says, have you ever seen a miracle? Say, absolutely. Because if you know Jesus Christ as your Savior, friend, you have been a participant in that miracle, or maybe I should say the recipient of that miracle. Uh, Forty years ago, someone gave me the gospel, and on that day I put my faith in Christ as my personal Savior. On that day, a miracle took place. That's right, a miracle in my heart. God took a hell-deserving sinner and made him a child of God through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
He took all of my sinful record and gave me all of Jesus' righteous record, and I'm just going to tell you, that's a miracle. I hope you've had that miracle work of grace in your heart. If you haven't, the Bible says now is the day of salvation. Now is the accepted time. I wonder right now, would you be willing to put your faith in Jesus Christ? As Nicodemus came to the Lord, maybe you're coming now with questions and curiosity, even nervous about what others will say or think. Would you be willing to to say to the Lord today, I want to know you in a personal way. I want you to forgive my sin, come into my life. I want that eternal life. I tell you, if you'll come to Jesus through simple faith, you too can experience the miracle of the new birth. And if you're a Christian, I want to encourage you, don't ever get over it. Don't ever lose the wonder of what it means to be a child of God. And don't ever stop sharing it with others because there's a world full of people today who are looking for miracles but missing the one who is the miracle worker, and that is Jesus Christ. Missing the greatest miracle of all, and that is the forgiveness of sins. I want to challenge you today to give more attention to the miracle that no one sees, but God does. It reminds us that Christ is enough. What an encouragement to know that regardless of the situation, we can trust the Lord Jesus. You can find a Bible reading schedule through the Miracles of Jesus and many additional study resources at enjoyingthejourney.org. Visit us online today and let us know that you're listening. We are very grateful that you're making this journey with us through God's Word. Until next time, remember this, Christ is enough. Thank you.